half happy or? Stay to be happy about Job's not finished. Job finished? He's got the biggest stories of the day, plenty of guests, and of course, all the bets for today's action. This is Middays at Mile High with Anil Piro, presented by Superbook Sports. All right, welcome on back to the program, Middays at Mile High, right here on Mile High Sports Radio. Hope everyone is doing well out there. 303-831-1340, the number to call if you'd like to get involved with the program. And uh, to my left, a very special guest, uh, Denver Nuggets point guard, Monte Morris. What's up, my man? Good man, just enjoying Denver. Hell yeah, my time, summertime. How's uh, how's the off season been treating you? It's been good. Uh, still been trying to keep my body in shape. Still working out every day and um, just enjoying the time off, man. It's been it's been a hell of a season. Hell Absolutely. Of a grind. Um, just ready to, you know, kick my feet back, but still stay in game ready shape. What is like the initial like? So you guys, the playoffs end and all that kind of stuff. Do yeah. you initially kind of go on vacation? Or are you right back in the gym? Like, what is like the off season kind of um, timeline like? For, for me, it's like, you know, about two, um, two three weeks. Uh, I try to um, take off, um, give my body a time to recover and rest, and then I'm right back at it. So, um, work out. I try to work out during the week. On the you no, know, depending where I'm at. Um, if I'm in another state, I still try to continue my routine but mainly i'm in denver most of the time i've been doing it every year since my rookie year so it's kind of easy it's like a routine for me at this point well speaking of being in denver i know uh you're going to be put on your youth camp here pretty soon you got a meet and greet coming up tomorrow as well at a mountain range high school that's actually up north Uh, i used to live up there went to high school up there as well uh talk to me a little bit about this youth camp what are you going to be doing Uh, i know you've i think you've done at least one before in the past if i'm right so uh running it back with the community we were just at Cortland sutton's camp last week and always dope to see when the professional athletes get back yeah, um, I mean, you know, Keon, you know, Trayvon, and, you know, my team just locked in, um, you know, locked in movement. We're trying to build, you know, we're just trying to put it global and just, like, everybody can tap into it. Um, so the camp is going to be a more hands-on camp. Um, it's not just going to be a regular basketball camp where, you know, kids come and it's just like, oh, uh, people running around. we really right. trying to teach and, you know, teach kids and really get them some knowledge and get back. And we got some special guests coming. I can't. I can't let everybody know who's coming, but, yeah. you know, if you come, you definitely going to get your money's worth, and we uh just going to have a great time and give out some great things. Yeah, ages 6 through 17 over at Mountain Range High School, uh, the 20th through the 21st, August 2022, 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. So you're going to get a good chunk of time if you're going to send your kid out there and learn from one of the best here in Mr. Monte Morris, along with some of the special guests as well. So uh, speaking of youth development, I'm curious. You know, there's a lot of conversation right now with Stephen Curry mm-hmm. and obviously him winning his, ne- his latest NBA final, but the broader perspective of what he's kind of done with changing the game with the three point shot. I mean, do you notice that when you're working with some of the younger kids that they want to just shoot threes as opposed to maybe playing a different style? I mean, yeah, it's funny. Like, um, you know, Steph changed the narrative in the game. Um, everybody was used to shooting, you know, twos and dunking the ball. That was a good thing. But like now, you know, it's threes and layups, you know, in this league and, you know, kids are adapting, man, young kids shooting it from deep. You know, kids I know even back in Flint that's playing AAU basketball, they shoot right. it way beyond the three-point line. And they, you know, they 8, 9, 10 years old. So um, Steph definitely changed the game. Um, and, you know, it, it's special to see. Um, and, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, to me, he's in my, you know, he's a top 10 player, yeah. like, of all time. Um, doing that at 34, um, most people decline around that age. And yeah. it looked like he's still got a lot of years to go. So 
Um, you know, he definitely changed the game and the narrative of it. Yeah, it's impressive to see, you know, just what he's done and how much he's accomplished, especially in an era with so many other great players, you mm-hmm. know, when you kind of think about that. But, I mean, you're still a younger guy in the league. What, five years, I believe, you've put yeah. in now, which is crazy to mm-hmm. think. It feels like just yesterday when the Nuggets picked you up. But, I mean, how have you seen the game kind of change in your five years played yeah. in the NBA? Is it change of pace, different styles of defense? Obviously, Jokic as well right. kind of revolutionizing the big man position. I mean, Jokic, like, since I got here, Jokic already was shooting threes from deep. Um, but I think my first year in 2017, it was still kind of a post-up league. Golden State was the only team that was really just, like, shooting right. threes crazy. And then Houston came around that following year just shooting threes and playing small ball. So I think uh, the first time I got in the league, 2017, was more of a post-up league. Now, if you a big and you seven foot, you got to be able to stretch the floor out and be able to shoot threes. So right. um, the game has it's changed. Everybody play the same way. Everybody, I mean, you look at it, I'm best friends, well, not best friends, but one of the good friends with Gary Payton. Right. He, he's an inch taller than me, and he played a four. Right. So it's just like, it just show you the, the the evolution of the game. Like, you know, you can play five guards up there and still be successful. So. Yeah, it, it's definitely changed a lot. And obviously, you know, just growing up in this era of me watching basketball as a yeah. whole, it's been, you know, not that defense has taken a back seat, but just the offensive skill set with some of these players is just so immaculate. Yeah. It's like, how do you even do that? Like, you know, it, it, especially Jokic, yeah. I mean, Durant, Luka. I mean, I yeah. watch these playoffs and I'm like, it's just all inspiring play left and right. It's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. I mean, at this point, like, you know, um, Draymond always talk about it on this podcast, his different eras of basketball. Um, you know, back in the day, they was posting two, two uh, right. both power forwards and centers was posting up and the lane was crowded. Like now, right. the lane wide open. You know, if you can't shoot, you're really a liability in this league. So it's just like, yeah. you got to be able to knock it down, and that's the only way you're going to really play at yeah. this point. <laughs> no, I can imagine. I mean, the pace with everything, you got to be able to shoot the ball at will, yeah. absolutely. We're chatting with Monte Morris, Denver Nuggets guard. you got to check out his youth camp coming up August 20th to the 21st at Mountain Range High School up north in Westminster. My neck of the woods, great high school, great facilities. I know it's going to be a good time up there. So uh, the 20th through the 21st of August with Monte Morris. If you got a kid, if you're, you know, maybe in high school even listening to the program and you want to improve your game, you know, basketball, I always say, is probably the hardest sport to play as a youth because of the limit of amount of players on a team, right? I played baseball growing up, and you can carry, you know, what, over a dozen players, two dozen players. Football, there's, you know, tons of players as well. Basketball, it's like, what, you got your starting five and then another five? You know, it's it's a harder sport to make it in, I feel like. sure, yeah. You just got to, you know, find the right niche. Um, You don't got to be on the best team to be seen. You know, you just got to go somewhere where your skill set fits that team. So it's not like uh, if I'm not on the best team in Colorado or Denver, um, you know, it's just – is not it so absolutely so i gotta ask you obviously a a little bit of a a different season for you as a whole last year with some of the injuries that went down what was it like for you kind of stepping up as a starter and playing a different role without jamal and mpj kind of running the show a little bit i mean i always started all my life so it was just like um it was just like yo this is what they need for me i'm not jamal murray right i don't you know he's he's his own player i'm my own player player i never went into the situation like i gotta cover up what he average like right. I'm not trying to go out there average 19 20 points I can give you that on nights but I wanted to be the best version of Monte I could be um and I was just playing or making the right plays scoring when I need to knocking down shots and defending trying to defend at a high level so um so the transition was really easy like once I got to the league I embraced the backup role because that's the right. role I kind of fell into but like my whole life I always been that guy that people looked at and I was a starter so it was just like, oh, we back to where I was more comfortable as. Right. So the situation was good. 
And I just tried to run with it and show everybody, like, I'm going to have career numbers. When my opportunity, I extended my minutes and I was able to show what I could do. Well, and it was interesting there because it seemed like you will kind of take it on some bigger roles throughout the season. There's a lot of continuity with this team, right? You yeah. guys have had a similar core for a majority of the time where you've been in the league. And I, I think that paid dividends in the regular season. I know a lot of people when the injuries kind of came out were doubting the Nuggets as a for whole. Sure. And I mean, you guys go on a run, obviously, you know, run into a behemoth in Golden State. But I yeah. think regular season, nobody thought Jokic was going to win a back-to-back -back MVP yeah. award. And, and here you are with, you know, the ceiling as high as ever looking at next year as well. Yeah, I mean, this year it was really just really trying to prove the doubters. You know, MPJ and Ma wasn't, wasn't in the lineup. Everybody was like, the Nuggets, no way. They'd be lucky right. to get in the playing game. So we was just trying to beat the odds and really just show everybody, like, we still got talent. And it was just it was time it was time for guys to grow up and step up. And I feel like guys did that. And um, it was fun in the moment and all that. You know, wish we could have got past Golden State and made it a more competitive series. But. Nobody even good had team, us man. going to the, you know, nobody even had us going. But I think with our fully healthy team, um, it was going to be a game seven. Like, you know, if Jamal and Mike was there and we was all healthy, it would have been a whole different ball game. Yeah, no, I tend to agree as well. We're chatting with Monte Morris, Denver Nuggets guard. You got to check out his youth camp, Mountain Range High School, from August 20th to the 21st, 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., ages 16. to 17. I almost said 16 to 17. You that wouldn't make much um, sense. You can sign up at montemorris.com. Um, and you can go to my Instagram. The link is in the bio, um, and you you guys can sign up there. Yeah, montemorris.com. Check it out. Make sure you get involved with the program here. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like I mentioned, we were at Cortland Sutton's camp last week, and mm -hmm. it's cool to see the pro athlete, especially out of the element, right? I mean, I, yeah. I've been in the locker room with you guys before after a loss. I've interviewed you guys before a game as well. And to kind of get – like, how is it for you to kind of get out of your element a little bit and, you know, look at basketball through a different lens through this youth camp? Um. It's really just me giving back. Like, when I see these kids come through, it's just, like, remind me when I was a kid and Chauncey and Rip. Right. I used to I used to go up to the um, Palace of Auburn Hills, you know. It's the, right. It's the Little Caesar, you know, arena now. But as a kid, like, me looking back, like, Mateen Cleese, Morris Peterson, when we go to day camps when I, we were younger, I just put myself in these kids' shoes that's coming through the door, and I got to get them the same energy I was feeling because I know that feeling seeing an NBA player that young like it's just eyes on right like, they can't do no wrong i'm looking yeah. at their form i'm looking at everything so me running the camp it's not really me getting looking at it in a different lens it's just like me like all right you was there before right and you know how you felt so we gonna do this to 10 times more than we already, you know, did yeah. before. Yeah, so. and I mean, the resources have got to be so much better from, you know, in this day and age compared yeah. to where you were a kid. I mean, just the the overall importance of growing the game as a whole, I think, is super yeah. cool to kind of take a look at here as well. Uh, we talked a little about Steph Curry. We talked about some of the, uh, you know, ways that he's changed the game here a little bit. You're going to run the youth camp. What do you think are a couple of the, the key points that you want to deliver to these kids coming up through the ranks here? Just playing good basketball, um, you know, everybody can't be LeBron James. Everybody can't be Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan. So they're very rare breeds. I just want everybody to know you can be your best version of yourself. And when you got IQ and know the game, right. you can play for a long time. Right. Um, you know, it's a lot of people that look at highlights and dunks and things like that, but they can't make a read, you know, a real basketball read. And my goal to get out of, out of the camp really is to help kids make real – Gain reads and lead a camp learning something, you know. Right. Shooting a half court three or close to half court, that stuff go in once once in every, you know, a blue moon. So leaving the camp, I just want kids to have some knowledge and take something away that they can go back to their teams with, their high school teams, youth 
youth teams, younger teams. Just say I learned something from the camp. Absolutely. Yeah. August 20th and 21st, Mountain Range High School from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. MonteMorris.com. Do yourself a favor. Check that out. Get ready for the camp with Monte. Learn from one of the best and, uh, you know, someone who's going to help steer the ship here in Denver as we move forward. So uh, keep an eye on that. I do want to ask you, it is draft day. And obviously, you know, you had to go through the whole process yourself of getting drafted out of Iowa yeah. State. A uh, couple questions here. What did you know about Denver before you got drafted here? Um, Really just the altitude, and I had a couple homeboys here. Right. Uh, I actually had a chance to play in Denver um, in 2016, my junior year. We played the, the first and the second round here. We played Iona the first round, and then mm. Arkansas Little Rock ended up beating Purdue. Mm. And we ended up playing them in the second round. So we played in the Pepsi Center, um, and then I got drafted like a year and a half later here. Yeah. So it was just like it was big time. But that's all I really knew about Denver, honestly. Um, but you It feels know, like a lot of people that way, and then they come here and they fall in love with it. Yeah, I feel like Gary Harris was the same way. He didn't know much about it, and then he was, you know, here for a long, long time. Long time. I used to interview him about him doing the the Manitou incline and yeah. just like a bunch of different things. I mean, I mean, Gary, Gary's like Mister. Like, if you had to put a nugget, like, yeah, I know, man. Like we'll see what happens. You know, yeah, for sure. We definitely, we definitely will love him back. Um, but like, it's funny. Like, he's not even on the roster no more, and people still come to the game with his jersey. Absolutely. Like, oh my, <laughs> he's like a he's a fan favorite. Yeah, Absolutely. So. so. And then what was just the process like, you know, getting the call, you know, mm -hmm. figuring out that, you know, you're, you're making the jump now from the college ranks to the pro yeah. ranks. I mean, there's a lot of kids that are going to get that call today as well. Yeah, I mean, I just want I just want the guys to know, like, just don't make this the defined moment of your career because people get lost in the sauce. Like, oh, I got drafted. This it. Right. Like, now you got to – now you in there with grown men who got kids and families to feed. Mm -hmm. And then you got to understand next year is 60 other people that's getting drafted trying to take your job. So, um I learned that real quick, and I went into a not the best situation, but it panned out now. You know, I was the right. point guard on the depth chart, you know. so It's weird how that works. Moody A, Jameer Nelson, and mm -hmm. Jamal was here. So. Right, that's right. Jameer was here when, Jameer, you, when you got yeah. drafted. So he was, and Coach loved Jameer. You know, he was a veteran. Malone liked vets that's been through. So um, I was battling uphill from, right. from day one. But, you know, um, it panned out, um, and, you know, I was able to show my talent. And, yeah situations happen and i just yeah. tried to run with it and you know we're here now so that's all about. what was it like trying to earn the respect from alone as a young guy coming up through the leagues because our perspective and the fan perspective is always you know he does lean towards those vets a little bit uh, i mean malone the type guy he's like he's really a guy like you got to show me right like, he's not a guy like he don't believe in hype so you can be the number one draft pick like you got to show him and i i respect that because like where we from from flint like Right. We don't want handouts. So it's just like, all right, you want this? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you I'm a tough. I'm going to show you I can handle the ball. I can show you I can play. I can show you I can make right. shots. And to this day, me and Malone, relationship growing, but I still got a lot more to show him, and he knows. Yeah. And, I, and we talk every day. So. Well, and I feel like that kind of feeds into the culture, right? They bring in Bones Highland as well. Yeah. You know, high-character guys. Yeah, That's kind of been sure. the one common theme throughout all of the draft history, yeah. you know, in recent time for the Nuggets as a whole, is guys that are going to come in, work hard, and not slack off. And, you know, use some of the other guys that have been there as well. It's just, it's interesting to see, like, now that you've kind of earned some of that respect compared yeah. to where you started as a rook. Yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, with Tim Conley, when he, what he did here was amazing, you know. Every guy that I played with in the second unit, not here no more, but right. we all started somewhere and now everybody got bigger contracts and Tim just signed a major deal yeah. and everything. So, you know, it, it's really dope to see, man. And um, we really do a good job with drafting mm -hmm. and everything. So um, I think going forward, our team going to be amazing because, you know, guys get back healthy and we ready to show the world what we can yeah. do. How surprised were you when, he, when you found out that Tim was going to Minnesota? 
Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Tim has a you know amazing family, amazing wife, and you got to do as best as you for you Absolutely. at the end of the day. Um, you know, it he hated to leave, but like that type of money you can't turn down. You know, and he gave everything to his organization. He put his back in playoff contenders. You know, contention right. and everything. So he did everything. You know. We asked, well, not we, but he was here before right. I got here, but what they asked of him. Right. And he delivered, and that's why he in a position, the opportunity yeah. came to him. No, it's just been interesting to see, you know, you be a part of it. Jokic, my first year covering the team was when Jokic was a rookie. He was yeah. playing behind Joffrey Laverne, and, and, you know, just to kind of— And Nurkic as yeah, well. Before, and that was yeah. the Twin Tower lineups. That was a whole era back yeah. then, back when he was known as Big Honey before yeah, the Joker. Yeah. Uh, so that's—it's just interesting to see kind of the framework that's been laid here as a whole. Yeah, but we're chatting with Monte Morris. you got to check out his youth camp, August 20th and the 21st of uh, 2022, of course, 9.30 to 2.30 in the afternoon at Mountain Range High School up there in Westminster. If uh, any Anybody's listening, great high school, great facilities, and you're going to be able to learn uh, from an active point guard in the NBA and Mr. Monte Morris. So do yourself a favor and check it out, montemorris.com. All right, a couple more before we get you on out of here, my man. Thank you so much for a few minutes. Yes, we got to talk about Jokic. You know, he's yeah. this kind of, I, I like to say he's the NBA's anti-star because it feels like he's almost everything that the modern NBA superstar is not. He's yeah. humble, doesn't have social media, a little bit doughy, you know, plays a, a different type of way than a traditional center. Yeah. I don't think anybody thought he'd be a back-to-back -back MVP, let alone a one-time MVP. I mean, what was it like just to kind of play and run with him, especially as a starter in this previous season? I mean, it was fun. Like, it was like, all right, I was trying to prove something to Jokic too. Like, right. like I ain't Jamal, but, like, we going we gonna to still win games. And we going to – I feel like our friendship took a major leap. You know, we sat right next to each other on the plane. We would watch film together. And we, like, our friendship was the biggest thing that, that grew. And then once the friendship go, he was coming to me like, Monte, like – you can you can talk to the team. You can speak up, and like hearing that from a back-to-back -back MVP, a franchise guy, like it really took my game and my confidence to another level. And you know he believed in me, and like you know people don't think like he worked because like right. he ain't got social media. He not posting things like that. You know he takes Felipe at four in the morning, right? Our time because you know the difference in Serbia, right? Every day, you know, showing him he working out and everything. So it's just like. People don't think he worked, and he's always in shape. Like so, it's it's just really it's really nice to see. Like he lift after games. I used to lift before games, but mm. I just follow him now. So like after every game, we lift, win, lose, whatever. We we go get a right. lift in right after the game, and I follow him. So I just want to be great, also, and uh, I just try to follow his pattern. Man, was, he's a big time guy. Was there a moment in time where you sat back? You know, playing alongside Jokic, where you felt like he flipped the switch a little bit and really realized how good he could be and take it a little more serious. I mean, he always took it serious, but you know, it's so crazy to me. Like he, like brother, I'm, I just play like I'm playing with my yeah. brothers back in the hometown. His like, brothers look more like pro ballers than he does, honestly. Yeah. Like if you if you're going man on the street, but like he loved a game, but like he always tell you all the time, like brother, I'm just playing like I'm at the wreck. Like he have fun with the game, you know. He don't right. he don't put too much on his shoulders. He just go out there and play and. You know, he's God gifted with a lot of talent, but like he's he's one of one. Bro. Right. Like, yeah. He, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It, it's just so crazy to see his play style, what he does. And I it, I don't really know how to explain it. It's a unicorn. Yeah. It really is it's a crazy. unicorn style yeah. of player. So uh, we're chatting with Monte Morris, montemorris.com. Check out his youth basketball camp, the 20th and 21st of August, 2022, 930 to 230 in the afternoon at Mountain Range High School up there in Westminster. Do yourself that favor, montemorris.com. All right, let's have some fun before we get you out of here. 
Uh, little Birdie told me you're a fan of the boxing. And yes, uh, there's yeah. some interesting fights coming up. I got yeah. some news and notes. Let's start with the big guns. Yeah. Obviously, you got Canelo and Triple G. That was the announcement that they're going to yeah. run it back for the third time. But before you talk about that, how shocked were you Canelo lost a fight to Dimitri Brivo? I mean... It was crazy. I mean, was, I, was, I was betting Canelo, too, so I'm not happy about I that. Man, it was crazy, <laughs> but, like, you know, he hadn't lost since Floyd in 2013. So, yeah. you know, he was on a high horse, and it was really just like... It was really like, oh, uh, like... I'm I'm invincible, you know. Right. He ain't lost in, you know, nine years. That's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, I mean, moving up to light heavyweight, Bebo, you know, one thing I learned because I got a lot of boxing friends. Right. If you fighting at light heavyweight at 195, mm -hmm. you walking around naturally at like 225. Yeah, it's a big so, difference. So, it's a big difference. Um, But I know he won't go back up there, you know, no more. He'll stay yeah. between 168, 175 and, you know, on down to 160. I would love to see him fight my boy Jamal Charlo. That would be a fun one. Yeah, he turned down a lot of money to fight him too. But really, yeah, he turned down like fifty million dollars. Wow, Jamal. So hopefully, uh, Jamal will get the winner of this fight. That'd be a good That'd one. Be a big one. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know Jamal? You guys? Yeah, I've been just... doing. I've been doing Jamal Charlo, uh, probably like two years now. Mm. Keon, about two years. Two years. I was just with him in Houston. Uh, nice. Last weekend. So he he pushing for that fight, but it's so crazy how promoters and Things like oh, that it's is, a whole machine. It, like, it stop a lot of stuff. So, yeah, no, that's definitely interesting as well. And obviously, looking forward to Canelo and Triple G throwing down again. I'm curious, do you get, do you get into this celebrity fighting at all with the Jake Paul nonsense? Uh, he just announced he's gonna fight Tommy Fury, and I mean, Tommy Fury is a name. I gotta ask. No, for sure. I mean, um, at Madison Square Garden, I can't take none of like we in a day and age where like YouTubers can come to the game. It's they, crazy because they got way more. It's at an era now. If you were born boxer and you just like. For, for example, Terrence Crawford, right? Right. Terrence Crawford Harold is a, Spence. Yeah, it's gonna be a good Terrence, fight. That was next. Terrence Crawford is a guy who he's not big on social media, right? But he forty and zero. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So like, you can take a guy like Jake Paul who got a major following. Somebody gonna say what's up to Jake Paul before they say what's up to Terrence Crawford, right? Just because we in a dead age where it's like social media is popping. That's why Jake Paul is able to put you know, people in seats. Right. And you it's know, just crazy. It's to crazy. See. Like it's, crazy. it's a hype yeah. machine more than anything sometimes. Exactly. But Jake Paul work on his craft. That's one thing I can say. Right. He ain't got a lot of fights. You know, he fought Willie twice mm -hmm. and then knocked out Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> but, what are we doing here? But, but he do one thing I say about him, he do work on his craft. So I'm, I'm interested in that Tommy Fury fight. Now. Yeah. I mean, it's a name now. It's a right. Name, and I mean, yeah. Crawford was a name too, but you know, different style of fighter. Style, yeah. I'm curious, you know, haven't hanged around some of the professional boxers, yeah. any, you know, you being a pro athlete as well. Do you notice a difference in an athlete who works in an individual sport versus a team sport like yourself? Yeah. I mean, all my, all my boxer friends, they, <laughs> they definitely a little crazy. Yeah, than us, I could you know take a few punches because it's just like you know at the end of the day it's really like when they they putting their life on the line and it's me versus you. So that mentality is like what they walk with on a daily. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I can have a bad night and Jokic can pick me up and we can win. Right. Them it's like do or die. It's like me or you. So it's definitely a different mentality. Um, it's funny to see and then you know just hearing their stories how they cut weight is. Oh my it's gosh, crazy. it's unhealthy, like, but I It's mean. <laughs> unhealthy, like, if you really look it up and go yeah. on YouTube and stuff, it's definitely unhealthy. Well, the UFC had the big dilemma there with Charles Oliveira when he missed weight for his championship fight. I mean, it's right. just, you're trying to take all this weight off in, like, two days, and it's right. like, I mean, you know, there's only so much you could do, Dana right? Dana White, uh, he did, a, if you look on YouTube, he was like, you might as well go out and get drunk the night before the fight. Like, For real? Like, if you drain and weight, like, it's, 
Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy yeah. for your body to adjust to all that. No, I, I think, you know, the last fight here that I do want to get your opinion on, it's probably it's the, the fight I'm most looking forward to has yeah. got to be the Errol Spence-Terrence Crawford fight. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about two of the more polished boxers in the division, and the hype behind this fight, like you said, yeah. maybe Terrence Crawford isn't a, you know, a household name yeah. across the board because of yeah. his lack of social media presence, mm-hmm. but boxing fans and boxing purists understand that this is going to be one of the best fights out there. Yeah, I think it's so. It's going to be a fun one. I think um, I'm leaning towards Earl just because Earl is, like, i seen Earl, Earl. I know I just met Earl. He walk around at, like, 175. Right. So, like, him coming down to 147, he's the much bigger guy. You know, Terrence Crawford started at 130, then he right. moved up to 35, then 40, 47. But Terrence Crawford does have more fundamental – he's more fundamentally sound, but right. Earl Spence is – He's the bigger guy, he yeah, got, and he carried more power. He's a natural bigger guy, so and, it's gonna be a. I can say this: Terrence gonna get hit with some hot shit he never got hit with. Yep. But but Terrence gonna hit Earl with some some combinations he never seen before. Because Earl got quick hands, so it's a, I say sixty forty. Yeah. I'm gonna take Earl Spence. Well, you know, as we say, yeah. I do a boxing podcast as well. Styles make fights, yeah, and I think stylistically, fights. you've got a very interesting matchup here between Errol Spence and uh, Terrence Crawford. So we're looking forward to that. All right, Monte Morris, MonteMorris.com, August 20th and the 21st, 9:30 to 2:30 in the afternoon, Mountain Range High School, ages six to yeah. 17. Come on down, get into the youth camp, and uh, learn from one of the best and a local product here. And uh, Mr. Monte, anything you want to close on out with? Anything you want to get off your chest before we cut you loose? Um, you know, just really, you know. Just want to tell my fans, whoever listening, um, appreciate you guys. Keep supporting me. Um, it's just the beginning, and um, if you get a chance to come out to my camp, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Follow my career, keep following it. Um, we're doing a great things with our locked in movement. Yeah. You know, when you lock in, you can focus and lock in on anything. It don't have to be sports related. Yep, be job related, anything like that. But yeah, it's just the beginning, and you know, I'm only 26. I'm only getting better. It's crazy. So. Yeah. yeah, well, hey, man, look, looking forward to what's happening here as you move forward in your career. Obviously, yeah. a lot of buzz and optimism around the Nuggets, so uh, looking forward to that one as well. MonteMorris.com, August 20th and the 21st, Mountain Range High School, ages 6 to 17. Get yourself a ticket and go learn from Monte Morris himself over at Mountain Range High School. Monte, my man, thank you so much for your time. Hopefully the uh, camp goes A-OK for you, and away we go, huh? For sure. Love you, Ma. There we go. Thank <laughs> you, guys. We'll hit a break, come back, and put a bow on the show. Wait, let me ask you this. How about the apps? Uh Big time. One, uh, I didn't ask you about the apps. I hope, uh, hopefully, we can uh, close out Friday. Yeah, it'll be big time. Yeah, we were at a little watch party last night. Everyone was going crazy yeah, yeah, with that it was one. Nuts. So it was nuts. We was at, uh, we actually was watching it at Whiskey Row. It oh, there you crazy. go. We, you know, LT, amazing, amazing, big mm. time. So yeah. hopefully, we can close out Friday. The city gonna be crazy. Yeah, it gets a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was, I had yeah. a couple people that were down there on a Monday, and it's like if Denver's popping on a Monday, you know yeah. something's you going, know on, something right? going on, right? But it's, it's big different. time. It's putting pressure on us though. Yeah. They, they win it, and then you know yeah. the Broncos. I know Broncos supposed to have a great year. Hopefully they Russell do. Russell Wilson. Yeah, and yeah. Then the pressure gonna be on us. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> see though. Now that the Broncos got Russ, I mean, yeah. Denver sports as a whole are gonna blow up and get a lot more popularity sure. across the board. So my looking bro- forward my to it. My brother over there, he said they gonna have a he gonna they gonna have a great year. So we'll you see. think you like the Broncos? How many wins? Eleven. 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 Yeah. Like ten and six. They're a double. They gotta at least be able to seventeen games now. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Russell Wilson, baby. It's going to be a good time. Monte Morris, Denver Nuggets point guard, and away we go. Thank you so much for a few minutes. Let's hit a break. Come back. Put a bow on the show. Talk some avalanche hockey. Back in a few minutes.